Luke chapter 2. Yes. Can you give me a basket? Oh, yeah, sure. I love baskets. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't think you want to get, you know, I don't think you want to get close to me. Oh, thank you. Kathy put this together. Oh, thank Everybody you. put um, something in, and um, appreciate all that gave. And thank you, everybody. So, Merry Christmas, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. I'll give the elbow. I'll give the okay, elbow. Okay, Merry Christmas. <laughs> I don't want people to get Merry sick. Merry Christmas. Thank you. There you go. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I don't want nobody to get sick. Get better, get better. Oh, my goodness. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Merry Christmas. I just don't want nobody to get sick. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry, okay, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, young man. Merry Christmas. Good to see you. Merry Christmas. Frank, Merry Christmas. I want you to get sick. Maybe, oh, stand, may stand. Okay, okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Well, Luke chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. Let's look what the Bible says there. Whatever you have a Bible or electronic device, whatever you have, they have God's word. Let's look at it. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. I like that last words there in that verse. A Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your birth. Thank you, Lord, for Bethlehem, the house of bread. And you openly, you said you are the bread of the world. Lord, I pray, Father, that may people understand this Christmas season. It's not about presents. It's not about Santa Claus. It's not about how I feel. Is it about a celebration? We're celebrating you and what you have done for humanity. I pray, Father, if there's someone, Lord, here or online that truly never received that wonderful gift of salvation, may they consider Jesus today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, Merry Christmas. That's the title of the message. Remember last week I started and I was stopped because I was teaching the wrong lesson. <laughs> but Merry Christmas is a word that we hear often during the Christmas season. Well, we used to. Okay? Like now the, the famous word is, have a good one. Have a good one. Like, well, some of them might volunteer a little bit or adventure a little bit and say, happy holidays. Which holiday are we celebrating here? Okay. If you celebrate the 4th of July, you say happy 4th, right? That's what we say, happy 4th. If it was any other holiday, we bring them by name. Why do we have a problem to say Merry Christmas? I mean, I, yesterday I, you know, I like to do this every year. It's my tradition. 
I go to I go to the stores. I supposed to do that today because it's Sunday. I couldn't, so I did it yesterday. So I go to the stores and I I grab my coffee. I always do buy a coffee, and I go to the stores. I put you got to put that face on, like the worried face. You know, like time is running out and you need to buy your gift and you totally lost. You don't know what to get. And there's people that work in the stores that go out of their way to try to help you. <laughs> so I did that and it did, yeah, yesterday. It didn't work quite well because it's not Christmas Eve, okay? But, you know, I walk around and uh, I was just enjoying my time and having a good time, really. Um, but I got to uh, the, um, uh, what was a store? It was uh, Dollar Tree in, in Attleboro. It's a big Dollar Tree there. And this lady was so jolly and so happy. She was working the cashier. Uh, I mean, she was making, if you're unhappy, you know, people like, you know, like, they make you laugh when you don't feel like laughing. You know, you know people like that, you know, they're so jolly. And, and, and this lady, I walk in there and pay my stuff, and I'm stop smiling. <laughs> I was like, I'm just, she's so, so jolly, so happy. And she began, I, wa- I was wondering if she, she was from the South and the Midwest or something. Because, you know, she started talking about, suddenly she's talking about her whole life. Talking about all these issues. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, in the South like that, you know, you go to somewhere and it tells you your whole life. You better just, if you go to the drive through in the South, you better just anchor down because you're not going to leave anytime soon. And they say, honey, do you want a coffee? Okay. And they tell you everything about that coffee. <laughs> but anyway. Okay, Merry Christmas is a word that we used to use quite a bit. Today is not used that much, but I personally, I go on my way every time, not, I try to offend people, should not be an offense, I just say Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, so, you know, I, I think some people in those stores, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they've been told not to say Merry Christmas, I might be wrong, I don't know, but it's ironic that a lot of them would say Merry Christmas after you say it, if you say Merry Christmas, then they say Merry Christmas, otherwise they say have a good one. So, this is the season we hear the friendly words, Merry Christmas, all around us. So, Merry Christmas is a gracious greeting, okay? is a sentimental state, yet while the phrase itself, uh, uh, we think we don't think much about it, it is some truth to it, what it means to be merry. What does Merry Christmas really means? So, a modern dictionary defines the word Merry as being Full of cheerfulness, joyful in disposition of spirit, you know, like happy with it, with within. Okay, we often think of being merry as simple being happy, but I said this before here: happiness and joyfulness are two different things. All right, you give me a gift, I'm happy. I might not be happy after I see what's in the gift. I was like, what in the world these people got? No, no, I'm just kidding. You know, I'm grateful that you got the gift. But you see what I'm saying? Happiness is based on circumstances, things that happen to us. Joyfulness is totally different. But it says, Merry Christmas. Well, okay. Keep in mind that happiness, like I said, is based on circumstances. Merry or, or joy is different. So joy and merry are not happy at all. So understand being merry is truly a condition of the heart. Let me ask you, this Christmas season, what is the condition of your heart? Are you joyful or are you just happy? Until you open the gifts tomorrow, tomorrow no, 
Monday morning. Because, no, yeah, tomorrow morning. So, <laughs> I'm kind of lost. Okay. Until you uh, open the gifts and you begin to complain, uh, cheap they are. Some people, that's what they do. They just say, oh, that's cheap. Ugh. I'm going to return that. I'm going to rewrap that one for next year. I'm going to give it back to them. <laughs> Some people do that. Uh, but anyway, so happy is based on this. But, but the joy. So what is the condition of your heart right now as you go to the Christmas season? Are you joyful or are you just happy? You see, if we are joyful this Christmas season, is we begin to understand what the season is about. Folks, it's not about me. It's not about you. Even though we do good things for each other. It's about Jesus. The Christmas season is a celebration. We celebrate who? We're celebrating Him. The birth of our great Savior. Because without Jesus' birth, there would be no Calvary. You follow that? Without Jesus' birth, there would be no Calvary. There would be no shed blood. There would be no, no forgiveness of sin. We were just making ourselves looking good over here. So, Merry Christmas. Number one, let's look at this from several points about being merry and being joyful. A merry heart, you ready? Is a contagious heart. Look what it says in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 13. A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. Ooh. When the heart is joyful, the face expresses what's in the heart. Okay? Look, it says. Look at, but I didn't finish the verse, okay? But sorrow, but I'm sorry, let me go back. A merry heart make it a, joy, a joy, uh, joyful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. When you are merry, is expressed on how we deal with things. It means, does not mean that you don't have problems? You follow that? Because we're joyful doesn't mean we don't have problems. It is a choice that we make to be merry regardless of what's going on in our lives. Because let me put it this way. All of us have problems. Right. <laughs> me too. Some, one time somebody said, you never have any problems. You're always smiling. I'm like, good night. <laughs> you want my problems? I can give it to you. <laughs> Everybody has problems. Come on, we live, live in a... Falling world, you know, he's always something. You want my problem? I give you one if you want to pay for it. I just got an oil bill for $880. You want to pay for it? You say, you, you can keep it. <laughs> of course I can. I have to pay it. <laughs> I, you know, uh, the oil, uh, my wife said, well, the, the, the company left a calendar here. And I said, well, a Merry Christmas gift too, right? I opened the calendar, and it sure was right there. Bang. Uh, you know? So, the word Mary literally means joyful and showing joy. When a person, a person experiences true merriness, it will show forth on his face or their face. When a person is truly merry in the heart, it shows in their face. Thus, because a merry heart is a contagious heart, it can cause other people to laugh too. A simple smile can let up the life of somebody else. Ever been there? Doomsday. Somebody look at you. What's going on? What's the matter? 
Just a, a simple smile can lit up the life of somebody else. Because believe me, you know, you get up in the morning, you try to get a coffee, and the coffee machine doesn't work. That's doomsday for many people. That's it right there. Like, oh, this is bad. You know? <laughs> I'm, just being, I'm just being silly. So in letter A under that first point, a merry heart is a contagious heart. A merry heart is a good medicine. Proverbs 17.22 says, A merry heart does do it good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drying up the bones. Why we see this stand-up shows when we come from, from work, like around 5, 5 to 6 o'clock, it's all about joking and laughing. Because they want you to have a merry heart because you've been under like somebody's orders all day long, you're stressed out, and they want you to relax. So they have these shows about laughing. Well, the Bible says it's good medicine. It does you good. According to the Proverbs 17.22, a joyful, joyful, positive mindset is the key to experiencing healthy relationships and fulfilling life. Let me put it this way. Do you like to be around with somebody like this? All day long with that big mean face all day long. Like the world owes them something. You know, like, or you like to, like to be around somebody that is always have a happy disposition about themselves. Positive about things. You know, you say something negative and they'll come out with something positive And you go like, huh? You know, it makes you, it makes you, it makes you, it makes you see life differently. I think I want to be around that people, happy people. You know, it doesn't mean that they don't have any problems. They do have problems. So, so the original uh, uh, Hebrew word for merry means joyful, happy, full of cheer. So the heart is, the heart is a person's inner self, so emotion and to emotion and will. So Proverbs seventeen twenty two: a merry heart does good like medicine does to the body. If you have a headache. Take some medicine, goes away, same thing. You know, it, it does good to you. So medicine is something that treats or alleviates the symptoms of a disease. So one commentary suggests a cheerful heart causes good healing. As an appropriate literally translation. So a cheerful heart brings good healing. A glad heart makes a good health. So scripture re repeatedly testifies of the, 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 the effect of the mind and the body. For example, Proverbs 14.30 says, A sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bones. You see? Proverbs 15.13 it said, A merry heart make it a cheerful, cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. Get this. A merry heart does good because it generates health and healing within one's inner being. By contrast, a broken spirit... Uh, uh, makes a person go down. You know, a person is just down on itself. Listen, actually, in Proverbs 12.25, it says, Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stop, but a good word maketh it glad. Positive, encouraging words does good not only to you, but to other people. Thinking positive is healthy. Follow that? Be positive towards things is healthy. Some people, they're very negative by their own nature. They talk, they're negative about everything. doesn't matter what it is. Even if it's a good thing, they always have something negative to say. You know what they do? They're making themselves sick. God says for a reason, you know what? Be cheerful. Just move forward. Be cheerful. 
But again, don't misunderstand me here. It doesn't mean that you don't have any problems. All of us have problems. That's a common thing of the human life. We have problems, some more than others. But you can be joyful even in the midst of problems. <laughs> so the verse explains that anxiety in the heart causes depression. These, uh, uh, these wisdom sayings agree with the si scientific studies from the American, American College of Cardiology, Harvard Medicine uh, at John Hopkins that demonstrate that the mind's powerful influence over the body. A cheerful uh, uh, countenance, a cheerful heart does good to your body. It avoids a lot of diseases. So since the heart is the center of our inner life, it conditions and tune in, 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 in helps us from getting in certain diseases in our body. You might not believe this, but the truth is that when we're so negative about ourselves, when we begin to express anxieties, depression, and many other things, don't misunderstand me here. There are certain things that we experience in the body that we need medical help. Okay? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, in a sense, some things can be avoided if we have a cheerful heart about things and trust the Lord in those things. So, look what it says in Matthew 15, 18. But those things which proceeded out of the mouth come forth, come forth from the heart, and they defile the men. So, if our heart are, uh, are, elevated, are elevated, you know, uh, uh, our body will, will be uh, lifted up, and our words will be uplifting, and our relationship will be enriched. If our hearts are crushed and broken, the condition of our body will break down and will have no strength to encourage others. So if our good medicine is a married heart, how can we force and promote internal joy? So scripture says that God's law, precepts, and statutes refresh the soul and gladden, gladden the heart. So I put it this way, okay? Actually, let me read these, these verses to you. Psalm 19 verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, and testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eyes. Thy word, the Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 11, Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So spending time in God's word, meditating in His promise is a guarantee to the, to, to, for us to have a cheerful heart. Listen, if we look at the condition of our world, it can be very depressing. Jesus said the poor are always going to be with you. So if we look at the condition of our world, it can be very depressing. But we can have joy by simply studying God's word and allow God to work in us and through us. Again, don't misunderstand me. If we allow circumstances to kind of shape our lives, we're not going to experience a lot of joy. Joy is something, in, in, well, merry heart is something that you have despised of what, you, of what you're going through. You follow that? doesn't matter what we go through in life. It can be, you can be going through some painful things right now. But you can have the joy of the Lord in you. You follow that? That's a, a much different. If we allow circumstances to shape our life, we walk like this. Why in the world I was I born for? Is one problem after another problem. See the negative thinking? It keeps going. 
and it makes for a miserable way to live. But despise that, if we even in, in those circumstances, if we look in a positive way, okay, all right. Problems happen every day. Obstacles come one after the other. You know what you realize every day? We got to do something. It's one thing, another thing, another thing. And what we do? We like, you know, we get, we like the fireman. You just push on this one, push on this one, push on this one. We keep on going, resolving problems. We can do that with a good attitude. Oh, one is done, two is done. Or we can go like, oh, I can't take this anymore. You see that? And that piles up on who we come to be. You know why? Because sometimes the way we act and do things in a positive way, we can be a great encouragement to somebody else who needs to see that to himself. You might think that spending time, spending time in the Word of God might be, oh, and I'll tell you what, when we do that, we enrich our minds and our hearts on what is true. You know, many people, they spend hours on TikTok videos. Some people spend hours on nonsense. You know what? Why well, don't spend time on God's Word? We begin to look at life and have a life different, live life differently. Spending, spending time in God's Word, meditating on His promises is a guaranteed way to your heart, to, uh, to, uh, to have a cheerful heart. Actually, the prophet Jeremiah testifies of this. says, uh, Jeremiah 15, 16 says, Thy word was found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by, by thy name, O Lord, God of hosts. So considering God's word and his way will also make your heart glad. Listen, you might not don't believe that, or might not think much about it, but it's one thing. What our world needs is Jesus. People trying to find gratification in all kinds of things today. And in the end of the day, they're still not satisfied. They try all kinds of things. Listen, he said, well, you, you live in a bubble. No, I don't. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I was actually in my 30s when I got saved. I know what the world offers. I know what's out there. People try to find contentment and happiness in all kinds of stuff. And in the end of the day, guess what? They're still dissatisfied. I can testify to you. You know what? You want to find joy and gratitude of heart? You find it in God's word. So, let's go to point number two here. A merry heart is continually content. Point number two. Proverbs 15, 15 says, All the days of, of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a married heart have a continual feast. Wow, I like that. I like that. And it's like you get out of bed in the morning and, wow, a table full of food. And you go like, Woo, look at those pancakes and bacon and eggs. And like The next day you get out of bed and whoop. It is a continual feast. You know, I'm not trying to be silly. You don't understand what I'm saying here. So a married heart, and the Bible says, Lucas says, all the days of the afflicted are evil. They get up in the morning and like, oh, another day. Is it Friday yet? You know, I hear at work, we come to work on Monday. Oh, it's Monday. Is that Friday yet? Listen, it's only Monday. 
You have to live Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday. You know what are you thinking about Friday? Oh. So they go on Friday and Saturday, they're miserable on Monday. Oh. You know, that's the days of the afflicted. They don't understand, they don't have the joy of the Lord in their hearts. You know what? But it says, but he that is Mary of Mary heart had a continual feast. So what we do, we get up in the morning. Yes. This is the day the Lord had made. I'm going to rejoice in it. You know, how do you do that? I don't know. I just do it. You know, you just do it. Go on with it. You know, I just, mm. So you, you know what? You find a parking spot. When you go to work, you go, oh, what a beautiful parking spot. I love your parking spot. You know, like, you're crazy. No, I'm telling you. You rejoice with life. You see, you, you probably don't have any problems. Yep. I don't have any problems. <laughs> so, Mary heart is a continual, is continually content. Let A, the source of our contentment. The source of our contentment is the Lord. His word, His promises, and His house. Let me give you an example. One Sunday, Sunday afternoon, I met, uh, uh, I met many years back, I met a young couple in the, after the morning service. As I talked with them, they related to me how Blessed their, their lives were since they got saved. They had a boat growing the boat growing the Christian Christian uh, 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 beliefs that they did. They didn't accept Jesus as a savior. But as I began to talk to them more and more, I can see the joy of their hearts as they begin. They, they're trying to put worldly things away from their life. Uh, uh, one thing at a time. It's not easy, folks. But put one thing away at a time. I, and their eyes were focused on the God of the Bible. You could see the joy. They were doing that with joy and gratitude. And they wanted, to, they wanted me to listen to them. What a blessing. So the source of our contentment is the promise of God. I don't know about you. Look what the Bible says in Philippians 4.4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And he doesn't stop there. He says, and again, I say rejoice. You see, listen, the world, this world promises so many things, isn't it? i tell you what. People are anticipating Christmas Day. They can't wait. You know, you know, kids, they can look at the Christmas tree, all the gifts. Even the adults, too, huh? Look at that. You know, and on Christmas morning, they open the presents. There will be a lot of unhappy people. They're disappointed they didn't get what they wanted. You know, some of them is too cheap. But you know what? If we take it like this, thank you for thinking of me and giving me a gift. That very thought should make us joyful. Even if it's just a card. Can you imagine when a person gets a Christmas card and write? They have to think about you even to write something. Even if they say Merry Christmas, that's a thought. See, we think sometimes we have to have this, this, and that to be happy. No, it's the joy of the Lord to know who God is, to what He is in our lives, and what He does in our lives that keep us joyful, and we can move forward. And you know what? And when we do that, we don't get as disappointed as many people do. Okay? Let it be. The encouragement is in our contentment. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Oh, Paul shares here the secret of contentment right here is to rejoice in the Lord. There's many things in our lives that doesn't give us any, doesn't give us any reason to be joyful. 
But you can be crying and be joyful. Your life can be upside down and be joyful. You know, you can be even forgotten by people and still be joyful. Because it's one thing, God will never forget you. You follow that? Some people think, if I become a Christian, my life is going to change. That is not true. You follow that? Some people think, just if I become a Christian, all my problems are going away. You tell me in the Bible where you find that. No, 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 no. God is with you. I can help you through your problems. But to think that everything, no, it's not what it is. That's, that's this, this, this liberal gospel that is going on out there. That, you know, if you're walking with the Lord, if you're a Christian, everything is going to be fine. No, no. It's the condition of our heart and the joy of our heart that we begin to deal with problems differently. The Lord does not necessarily remove our obstacles, but He helps us through it. So the encouragement of our contentment is the Lord is rejoice. Number one, rejoice in the Lord's provision. God provides. Today or tonight or tomorrow is Christmas Day. Tomorrow is a day of celebration. I've been celebrating Christmas all month long. I don't know about you. I am. I've been celebrating Christmas all month long. You know, it is a celebration time. Today, you know, today is the day. Tomorrow is the day of rejoicing. Today is the day of rejoicing. Look what it says in our text. And the angel said unto them, fear not. You know how our world is full of fearful people? Our world is full of fearful people. Some people don't even get out of the house because they're afraid. Some people don't even put their car in a highway because they're afraid. Oh, they're going to run me over. Oh, you know, they're going too fast. Some people don't drive a car because they're afraid they're going to die. You're going to die anywhere. But anyway, so... (laughs) So the angel says, fear not. Do not be afraid. So look what it says. For behold, I bring you good tidings. Look what it says. Great joy, which shall be to all people. God's promise says to you and me, you know what? This joy is not just for you. For you is for everybody. The joy of salvation, the joy of the Lord, is something that reigns in our hearts. In spite of our problems, in spite of our, of our diseases that we have, in spite of all, the joy of the Lord should be something in our heart that sustains us. Sustains us. You know, Lord, I am hurting. Lord, I am crying. Lord, I am sad. But Lord, I trust you. You see the difference? Many people cannot say this. Many people are doing the best that they can. I'm hurt. I'm doing, I need to die. You know, we can say, Lord... I'm here. Lord, I'm here. Look at my situation. But Lord, I'm trusting you. That gave us that strength, the positive thinking, because we believe in the Lord's provision. Okay? Be married, number two, and contentment, and content in, uh, be married and content in your circumstances. The second step of learning the secret of merriness and contentment is this. Be content in your circumstances. You said, well, you don't want to say that. Look what Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. Now that I speak of respect of want, for I learned in whatsoever state that I am, therewith to be content. Okay, my question is, where was Paul when he wrote that? In prison. And he said, even in prison, I am content in the Lord. 
I'm not content with the circumstances that I am, but I learn to be content in the circumstances because I'm trusting him. Folks, if we sit down and make a like in this nice little group, we'd be the most miserable people. We'll sit down like we talk about our, our you know our pains and sorrows. We'd be like it would be like a lot of towels and tissues to wipe out our little tears. But we can put we can with our sorrows and tears, we we can trust the Lord and say, Lord, I'm hurting. Lord, I have this, Lord, I have that. But I choose, Lord, I'm gonna trust you. And when we begin to trust him, our heart rejoices. Be married and content in your circumstances. Number three, look to Jesus for your strength. Look to, look to Jesus for your strength. I can do all things to Christ with strength in me. Lord, I'm hurting. I'm in pain. Take this pain from me. You know, he said to, 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 the, to Paul, I'm not going to take it away from you. Paul asked. We need to learn how to live with our pain. Is that easy? No. Can you rejoice in the Lord with the pain? Yes. Yes. You see, you see, you say, uh, you say, it doesn't feel like Christmas. Like Christmas is a feeling. You know, people say, it doesn't feel like Christmas. Like Christmas is a feeling. Christmas is not a feeling. It never will be a feeling. Christmas is a celebration. It's the birth of our, of our Savior that we celebrate. But it's a time of joy. Why we rejoice? Because our Savior was born. And because he was born, I am saved. And because he was born, I'm going to heaven. And because he was born, I have a complete Bible. And because he was born, I can get the Bible and actually read and study and memorize it. You know, and live it. So I have reasons to rejoice. Isn't that great? So you can walk in the store today and you do less Christmas shopping and sing the songs of Zion as you're walking through the mall. Rejoice in the Lord. You know, you can go. Oh, they think I'm, they think I'm weird. Yeah, what do you think you're weird? So don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Almost done. Let's go to our point number three. A married heart is correctively curative. Look what it says in Proverbs 17, 22. A married heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. So a married heart does not like, does good like medicine, but a broken spirit is like, dries up the bones. You know what? A married heart, the Bible says, doeth good like medicine. If you're sick and you take medication, medication usually does good to you, right? So does a married heart. Do you ever see a person crying and begin to smile because somebody said an encouraging word to that person? Ever been there? Have you ever been down so deep in despair and discouraged? Somebody came to you and said something positive and lift up your spirit? And you, you, and you go, I'm glad you talked to me. It happens all the time to us, right? Because that's what a merry heart does. It's contagious. When that lady at the store yesterday, she made me laugh. I should make her laugh. She made me laugh. 
So a merry heart, the Bible says, it does good like medicine. That, that literally implies that that is pleasing like medicine. When you have a merry heart, it will result of being a cure to the issues surrounding your life. A merry heart can be the cure to the issues others are facing around you. You know what? It's always good to be positive about our life. It's always good to be positive about the issues that we resolve in our life, the way we live our life. Because by doing that, you keep going and also you encourage others as you go along. How many times have you and I gone to difficult times and a smile changed the whole thing? How many times? When this happened in my life, I usually find myself saying something like this. I, need that. I needed that. I needed that smile. I needed that word. I needed that statement because I was really down. And folks, it's easy to get down, depressed, discouraged. You ever been there? I think all of us have been there. But there's a smile of somebody that the joy of the Lord in their hearts, a, a statement, a positive statement, changes everything. Well, the Bible says to you and me today, you know what? At this Christmas time, rejoice in the Lord. Don't be fearful. Rejoice. A merry heart will do some good to you. A merry heart will do, will do you good. You know, it will lift up the sorrowful spirit. On the flip side, if we continue with broken spirit, we literally will be hurting ourselves. The, the Bible reminds us that the broken spirit dries the bones. Let me put it this way. If we continue to live with brokenness, and don't see the bright sunny days, we are hurting ourselves. Because that, first of all, is not the way God wants us to live. And he knows that we're hurting ourselves. Okay. You go out, you get up in the morning and it's pouring rain. Not good. The next day is pouring rain. Not good. The third day is pouring rain. You go like, enough rain. But a beautiful day with nice sunny skies. You go outside and ah, brings a smile in you, right? That's the way our life should be. Always positive about life. Be positive about life. Problems will come. Face your problems with a positive mindset. Listen. There's somebody in my family. Their car broke down. All right? I said, that happens. It's a mechanical issue. Things break down, and what you do, you fix it. See? Positive. It broke down. Oh, I don't know what's wrong. Take it to the mechanic. They will find out, and they will fix it. Oh, yeah, they go like, oh, but I don't know how we're going to pay it. Like, this, if it's something more, worse than that, maybe if something is like this and like that. I was like, would you stop it? You don't even know what's wrong with it. So we, you know, it is a wrong mindset. The negative mindset. We begin to put things up and up and up and up, and we don't understand. We Let's resolve things in a positive mindset. Do it with joy and gratitude. Listen, all of us have cars here. They do break down, right? It don't matter how much you complain, you still have to fix them. 
So in conclusion, let me remind you today that tomorrow is Christmas Day. Today is a day of rejoicing, so is tomorrow. Listen. <coughs> Excuse me. When you open your gifts tomorrow, most of us will. Before you open, be grateful for the person that gave you the gift. Don't say, it was too cheap. Some people ask their first words. Where did you get this? This is too cheap. Be grateful and say thank you. If the shirt is too big, if you don't like it, just kindly say to the person, is okay if I can go and return it? Here's the mindset. I'm going to put this back, wrap it up for next year, and I'm going to give it to That's wrong. Be grateful. Just remember, they don't have to give you anything. You follow that? Nobody has to give us anything. Go to the season. Tomorrow morning, even tonight, Christmas Eve, some of you might go to uh, some places. Rejoice. Have the joy of the Lord in your heart. Fear not and rejoice. Celebrate Him. Not you. Him. Because that's what we're doing. Listen, if it's your daughter's birthday, Nora's birthday in the 27, right? You're definitely not going to celebrate you that day. You're going to celebrate her. Because that's her birthday. Well, think about it. Tomorrow is Jesus' birthday, not ours. <laughs> you follow that? So let's celebrate him tomorrow. Not us. Even if we have the presents, good. Rejoice in the presents. Everybody likes presents. Don't tell me you don't like a present. I love presents. You give it to me. I can't wait to get to go my hands through that one. I gotta be honest with you. I just like you know. I love that. Mm, that little things right there. You know. <laughs> Everybody likes presents, but think about the people. Think about the season. Think about who you are celebrating. Jesus. He's the reason for the season. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much for this time of the year. The whole world is celebrating you. What a thought. The whole world is celebrating Jesus. Even many unsaved people that don't know you reject you. One way or the other is celebrating you. Wow. What a Savior. Pray, Father, Lord, if there's someone online or here that never received Jesus Christ as personal Savior, may they consider you that wonderful gift of salvation today or this Christmas season. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you could stand, please. We're going to sing a song of invitation. Page 294. Page 294. I just want to say Merry Christmas to you. Rejoice. Just as I am. Just as I am. for me and that I
about it, you can make a difference in people's lives by the way you be negative or be positive. Be positive about life. Think about it. God loves me. I'm going to heaven. I serve a great Savior. I'm going to be positive about life and tell others about Him. But, but I have problems. Everybody has problems. You know, you can be joyful through your problems. Is how you face it. Listen, you can be a complainer all day long. Does not resolve anything. You know, don't you know that? You know, complaining does not resolve a problem. We just complain. Unless you put your hands to work, it doesn't help. Correct? Yeah, I mean, complaining doesn't help anything. Being negative doesn't help anything. It's just like, you know what? <clears throat> Let's do it. And we do it. But there's one thing. Do it with joy, not complaining. Do it with joy. The joy of the Lord in us and through us. We can be a blessing to many people by doing that. Having that joy of the Lord in us. So, Pastor, I have so many problems. Okay. You might. But you can be joyful in the midst of those problems. And God will help you through it. God might not take the problems away from you, but He can help you through it. And He will. You follow that? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Lord, for this time of the year. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Christmas. Without Christmas, there's no Calvary. Without the baby Jesus in Bethlehem, there would be no cross in Golgotha. Thank you, Lord, for the wonderful salvation, for the wonderful gift of God. Lord, you came as you, as you promised. And you will come again as you promised to get your people, your church. I pray, Father, as we go to this celebration, you know, some of us maybe alone, some others with other people. No matter the circumstances, Lord, we can have the joy of the Lord in our hearts and be positive about things, about life in itself. I pray, Father, go with us. May we be a blessing to someone today and tomorrow. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.